Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High. Who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience. Continuing yep. some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor. And immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious. And do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness. Indignation and wrath. Uh, Great blue You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. devil gon' win, nope. tryna make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trying, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path and save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yeah, Wow. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To sight to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 and good morning. Welcome once again to another episode of ISBHPK presents Bible Talk. Uh, today is Thursday. You, um, we don't have the, the dates wrong. Today is Thursday, and yes, today is supposed to be. Um, uh, brother Taza Paz, uh episode uh, for your information, but the brother was called to the plantation. He, he, uh, he was called to the plantation this morning, so uh, I, uh, I let him know that I went filling for him today. So uh, prayerfully, the brother will be back. Uh, you can hear his voice and his edification uh, this, this coming Tuesday, and uh, then coming back again next Thursday. But uh, yeah, uh, today you got me, Mashaba. All right, so again, welcome once again to another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk. Um, the ISBHPK Bible Talk, we have this podcast uh, Monday through Thursday from uh, 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. to about 12 noon. Sometimes I, I go a little bit over. Um, so, sometimes it might be 12.30. Um, again, that's Monday through Thursday. Uh, Mondays you got me. Um, now, I'll be hosting the show on Mondays. Then on Tuesdays, the, the, the brother Tazapot comes in with Tazapot Tuesdays, where he takes a, the first hour of, of the um, of the podcast and he goes over current events. He covers current events um, and he messes with, with prophecies and things in, in the Bible to help us keep track of the time and see uh, see, what, see what's going on and everything. And then he'll, he'll continue on with the, uh, uh, the topic of the series uh, that he uh, that, that he might be uh, dealing with at that particular time. Then I come back on Wednesdays and, and continue with the series uh, that I'm going over. And then usually we come back on Thursdays where we have FYI for your information where the, uh, the Brother Tazapa uh, takes questions uh, that, they, that he's received. And after he's been able to go and do uh, the research to make sure that he's coming out properly, that he's coming out scripturally to make sure that the, um, the answers, the, the question is being answered to its fullest um, uh, from the scriptures, that's what he does on Thursdays. That's why it's called for your information. There was questions that that he that he's gotten, and now for your information, he wants to make sure that the the topic or the question is covered completely. Um, so that's on Thursdays, and then we come back on Fridays, uh, Friday nights from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, where we have uh, Friday night Friday night Bible breakdowns with the brother Bonabad. Again, that's every Friday starting at 8 p.m. going to about 10 p.m. Uh, every Friday night, Sabbath night, we invite you to, to please come and join us um, uh, for any of our, our podcast days. If you happen to miss any one of our shows here on uh, our, live, our live podcast that we do, we invite you to go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And once you go to get to uh, the webpage, you pull it up. There's a list of uh, episodes uh, that we have going all the way back to February 10th, 
February 2010. Uh, they're in chronological order, started from the newest, going all the way back to our very first one. Um, the, so you can catch up with any of our of our topics or series or, or classes that we've done for the past 13 years. They're all right there, right? They're all right there for your for for, for your for your education and for you to check out. Right? That's at www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Mashaba M A S H A H B A. Right? You can also reach us on iHeartRadio podcast, Apple iTunes podcast. Uh, pod, uh, Google Podcast and Podcast Addict. Um, under the ISBHBK Bible Talk, you can pull up our, our libraries there. But on our libraries there, they only go back to the past. They only store 300 of our last episodes. Oh, excuse me. They only store 300 of our past episodes. So, but it's one way you can still keep in touch with us. You'd be having to miss any of our, our shows or series uh, that we've done. All right. Um, with that, being a part of the ISBHBK network of schools, uh, we do have schools here in San Antonio, in Houston, in Norfolk, and in Rochester, uh, New York. Our school here in San Antonio is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. And they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then they have a Sabbath class every, uh, every Sabbath, every Saturday starting at 10 a.m., all right? You can also view them online on YouTube at ISBHPK San Antonio. Uh, that's ISBHPK San Antonio um, YouTube channel uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then uh, Sabbath class uh, every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, you'd like to reach the, the teachers or the brothers uh, here in San Antonio, Please reach out to Brother Warner Iyer, area code 210-862-2643, or Brother Samshuan, area code 505-387-9609. All right, for our school in Houston, uh, in the Houston area, is located at 231 FMRO 1092, uh, Stafford, Texas, 77477, being the address there. And they have classes every Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday as well, um, on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, class starts at 7 and ends at 9, Central Standard Time. And on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, Central Standard Time. And then they have uh, Sabbath service every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. All right? Uh, you can catch them also at ISBHBK Houston on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, comments, or, or anything about our school in Houston, please reach out to Priest Quatizat at area code 303 557 79. For our school in Norfolk, in Norfolk, Virginia, it's located at 2016 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, being the address there. Uh, they have classes every uh, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, uh, starting from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And you can also watch them live on Facebook Live under the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. Again, on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Fridays, uh, reach out to our YouTube channel at ISBHBK Norfolk every Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, to catch the, the Friday night class. And then on Saturdays, catch the Sabbath ceremony starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time uh, uh, on ISBHBK uh, Norfolk or visit the school, right? Visit the school. Uh, any questions or uh, contact information, 
Uh, please reach out to Priest Kazakia, area code 757-300-4047 uh, to, uh, for uh, information about our school there in uh, Northern Virginia. Uh, we have a school in Rochester, New York. Our school in Rochester, New York is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. And you can uh, go to their classes every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And you can view those classes live on YouTube as well under ISBHBK Rochester. All right. And they come back again on Saturdays for the Sabbath service starting at 10 a.m. again. And you can view that, all that live at ISBHBK Rochester on YouTube. All right. Um, and then we also have uh, our, our Paleo Hebrew Soldiers uh, uh, class every Sunday at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center located here in San Antonio, Texas at the Rolling Oaks Mall. It is on the second floor of the mall. Um, and you go to the far south end of the mall um, where, where the Sears uh, store used to be at on the second floor. It's right in front of right now they have the uh, Vermont Control Race Car Derby uh, track. Uh, set up at that end of the mall, and our doors are right there in front of the uh, other race car track. Come in every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., where uh, we do have the Paleo Ancient Hebrew um, uh, class. This is free. If you want to come learn uh, the Paleo Ancient Hebrew, come and check us out every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, Center Center time uh, there at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. All right? To help support any one of our schools, we do invite you to check out um, isbhbk.com. That is isbhpk.com, uh, where you can find links to uh, Sweet Ambiance, to Total Creations, as well as Israelware, where you can start a monthly subscription uh, with either Israelware or uh, uh, Sweet Ambiance, and your, your subscription, your monthly subscription, will help us pay the rent in Houston, um, uh, Norfolk, and in Rochester. Uh, and so your help is much appreciated and needed. You also find links to, to the um, uh, Wells Fargo account, to the Zelly account, and to the um, Cash App account. We'd like to help, help keep our schools going in in, uh, in Houston, Rochester, and in Norfolk, Virginia. All right? We'd like to help our school here in San Antonio. We do invite you to please check out uh, Eastern Fragrances uh, or On The Mark Moving. Both of these are located at Rolling Oaks Mall as well. Uh, Eastern Fragrances is a kiosk that is uh, right in front of the Shoe Palace on the first floor of the mall, in between the uh, Great American Cook Company and the elevators going up to the food court. They're on the first floor. Um, Eastern Fragrances provides you the high-quality uh, uh, perfume oils for men and women that contain the actual perfume or the actual oil that uh, all your perfumes uh, or colognes are made from, but without the alcohol, water, um, and, and, and chemicals. So check out Eastern Fragrances. Again, um, there in, at Villanova Mall, on the first floor of the mall, in, uh, in front of the Shoe Palace, in between uh, Great American Cook, Great American Cook Company and the elevators. The other business that we have set up to help keep our school running here in San Antonio is Undermark Moving. <laughs> Excuse me. Undermark Moving is a moving company that is licensed, insured, and bonded. That if you have any moving needs that you need to uh, accomplish, uh, need help with, if you got to move a, an office, space, if you need to move a, uh, an apartment, if you need to move a house, if you need to move a, a storage facility, 
Reach out to Audemars Moving. Again, licensed, insured, and bonded for high-quality, great service uh, uh, moves. Uh, reach, out to, reach out to them, uh, and then you, you can set up a, um, uh, uh, an estimate where they can come in and estimate what it would take uh, to, to move your whatever you need moved and some of the greatest prices available. Uh, they also provide a service. If you even need help packing um, uh, uh, whatever you need to move, they provide a, a, a very, very reasonable service to help you be able to take care of that as well. So we invite you to please check out um, Eastern Fragrances or On The Mark Moving to help support our, our school here in San Antonio. All right? Uh, to help support the EO Pure Therapy Event Center, we do ask you to please check out EO Pure Therapy, which is also located at Rolling Oaks Mall, on the first floor of the mall, uh, in the JCPenney wing of the mall, which is directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store and across from the Icing uh, Boutique there at the mall. EO Pure Therapy specializes in um, high-quality skincare products for men, women, and children as well, um, and their specialty is um, handmade um, soaps, bath bombs, bath salts, uh, and skincare products uh, that are actually custom handmade, all right? Um, and you can also get uh, bath salts or uh, bath bombs infused with CBD oil, all right? Uh, so check out EO Pure Therapy on the first floor of the mall uh, in the JCPenney wing, wing of the mall. Again, directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store or across from the Icing uh, Boutique there at the mall, all right? Um, if you happen to be in the Albuquerque area, uh, we invite you to please reach out to Brother Aisha White this up at Erica 505-482-4218. I'm sorry, 505-218-4218. Please reach out to Brother Aisha White this at 505-218-4218. 4218, if you haven't been in the Mexico, Albuquerque area, and would like to come again with, with some Israelites, with some uh, real good people, please reach out to Brother Aisha White Desire again, Eric 505 218 4218. All right. Huh. Okay, brothers and sisters, this is the part of the show when, when, when I'm at the helm and I'm, 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 uh, when I'm hosting the shows. Uh, I, I have a prayer request for a list uh, that I'm, I'm compiling. Uh, for brothers and sisters uh, uh, across the country who might need a little bit of extra prayer and need, need the, the the prayer warriors, um, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, the righteous people, um, to please add these names uh, to your prayer list. Um, for these are some people that just need a little bit more need of a little bit extra help or, or guidance, what have you. Um, so please add these names to your prayer request, um, and it, this goes as follows. The Most High, in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels to watch over, to bless, to heal, to protect, to strengthen, to help, to guide. And please take away all evil, evil people, evil spirits, and sicknesses, and guile, and malice from um, the couple Thawam and Waridaya, uh, from the brother John Span, uh, from the sister Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, uh, from the sister uh, Becky and brother Darrow, and uh, uh, Becky's um, uh, sister Carmen, uh, for the entire Lovett family, my in-laws, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, 
my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and all my nieces and nephews with the loving family. Um, we ask you, Father, um, also for the entire Coates family, um, the family of the brother uh, Gabar Kawa. We ask you, Father, for uh, yeah, and his family, and Shawashana. Um, we ask you for the sister Anagashia, uh, Father. We ask you for the brother Thawam there in Houston. We ask you also for brother Thawam here in San Antonio, also known as um, uh, known as West Beverly. We ask you for the sister, the wife of the brother Awana Aya, for the sister Ayana. Uh, Ayana Banas Banyamian. Father, we ask for some special needs children, Father. Uh, for the daughter of Tazafar and his, his wife, Arakaya, sister, uh, uh, baby girl Cece. Uh, we ask you for the uh, the daughter of Mother Gibarkawa and uh, Anagashia, uh, 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 the child, Ayajali. And Father, we ask, we ask you for um, the daughter of Brother Balabad and his wife, Kualashaya, uh, their, their daughter, uh, Aliyah. We ask you, Father, for Tazafah Taza, for and his family. Uh, we ask you, Father, for the Brother Kodash Gabar. We ask you also, Father, for the Brother Yenawatlan up in Albuquerque. We ask you, Father, for the Brother Gad um, uh, out there in Florida and for his uh, mother-in-law, Ruthie Mae Johnson. Father, we ask you for the Brother Sean Kodash, and for his wife, Mariah. We ask you, Father, for the wife of, of Bonabad, Kwadashaya. We ask you, Father, for uh, Pat Washington, the mother of Brother LV. We ask you, Father, for uh, the brother Sean Stark and for the sister Sylvia Khan. Father, we, uh, we ask you for the brother uh, Shapar, who happens to be um, uh, also the son of uh, Gabar Kawa. And for the, Father, we ask you for the uh, brother Yama. Um, that you might watch over them and all these things. And, um, and in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, or Bahasham Yahawashai, thank you always. The water from Yad, Aman. All right, brothers and sisters, so uh, that, that's it for our, our, our little prayer requests and everything and for our introductions. Uh, at this time, I do need to take a quick uh, intermission, uh, my forgiveness, and as soon as I get back, we're going to jump all back all back into this class, all right? So quick intermission, and we're going to come back with the class. Here we go.
right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, uh, for those who might not have been keeping up with me and, and some, some of the, the series that I've been covering, uh, right now I'm going over the topic of to deny Christ. All right, I'm going over the topic to deny Christ. And this happens to be, uh, let me take a look here. This is part 18. All right, this is part 18 of our series that we're covering on uh, what it means to deny Christ. So take, examining that, taking a look at that, and, and not just taking it on, on, on the surface uh, level, but really trying to get some uh, some in depth, trying trying to trying to take it a little bit uh, a little deeper, like you know roots of a tree. That we want to make sure that our, our our study and what we're dealing with, that our our roots of what we're planting are really going deep um, and and really really getting into the the, the depth of the soil, so uh, we we can be really rooted in our beliefs and really be rooted in what we're dealing with. And really try and get some um, a, a much clearer uh, understanding, get a, a much more solid understanding um, that we can hold on to, right, that we can hold on to. So um, we are again, like I said, we are happen to be on part 18 of this series that we're going over about what it means to deny Christ, right? And dealing with this this topic, brothers and sisters. Um, As I pull up again, uh, to deny Christ, uh, part 18, uh, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. And this happens to be the second part of the series that we actually started this part yesterday. Right? We actually started this part yesterday, but I didn't get start my show until almost an hour and a half in, almost an hour into the show um, from the time that the show was supposed to start. Uh, I got started an hour late. Um, me, me and my family... Uh, here in San Antonio, uh, we, we were we were having we were dealing with, with some uh, with some things, uh, going over some scriptures, and I happened to lose track of time. Right? I happened to lose track of time yesterday, but we did start this part, and that's why today is part two. That's why it's part eighteen uh, of To Unite Christ, and part two of perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. Okay, um, just the, the the if I the Quick just recap, if I can, <clears throat> which is helping us get to this part of our series and dealing with what it means to deny Christ. Um, once the, the part of the series that, that, that we're in, uh, that we're covering, is but the one thing you're going to hear a lot uh, from, from my classes um, is, is, is whether we read it or whether we paraphrase it, uh, Romans chapter 15 verse 4. The book of Romans chapter 15 verse 4 tells us that things written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures that we might have hope. And if we understand that things written aforetime were written for our learning, that we're supposed to learn from our past. We're supposed to learn from the here. We're supposed to learn from uh, the history and the events uh, of things that happen in the Bible uh, to the Hebrew Israelites, that these are things that we want to make sure we acknowledge. These are things that we want to make sure that we're learning from and that, that, that we're, get, we're really getting some, some um, perspective from uh, as we're in these present times 
that we're in right now. Um, we've gone over a lot uh, in this series, uh, from uh, like the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 15, where it says, the most High requires that which is past. Um, and again, we, we, we've done whole shows uh, on this topic about history repeats itself, that the events um, and things that people do, the natures of, of humans, um, the rise and fall of empires, that they, they're, they're on a cycle, all right? They're on a cycle that can be measured. They're on a cycle that can be looked at and can be observed and we can learn from, all right? Um, and that's why, uh, um, in particular, you, you, you hear us going a lot into the history of the Bible and the history of the people of the Bible and events that were taking place in the scriptures to help us, one, identify who the Hebrew Israelites are uh, today. Uh, those people here in uh, North Central South America, uh, uh, so-called Negro, uh, so-called Native American, so-called uh, Hispanic descent, we, we are the descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel here in North Central South America. We do understand and know that the Israelites have been scattered to the four corners of the, of, of the world and that the Israelites have been scattered. The actual biological um, uh, uh, seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, Jacob has been scattered to the four corners of the earth, but from the prophecies given in Deuteronomy chapter 33 and uh, Genesis chapter 49, we can identify those people here in North, Central South America that you, from the prophecies that were given, those people of Negroid, so-called Native American, and so-called Hispanic descent, we are definitely the descendants of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. All right? So some of the scriptures that we also want to reference is Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 7, which says, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. Now, we generally teach mostly from or mainly from the King James, uh, uh, King James Version of the Bible, uh, including the Apocrypha. That's where most of our teaching does come from. Um, and that's because in going back and looking at the King James Bible you know, that was translated in 1611 by 47 of the top scholars, the Hebrew, Greek, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin scholars of that time, um, they, they gave us the, that, that English Bible. In the King James Version, uh, you can go through certain scriptures, and, and it alludes to, and shows you the color of the people of the Bible. It shows you the color of the Israelites. Uh, when you look at some more of the modern versions, they take the color completely out. Right? There's no way that you can put together that's referring to people of, of, of uh, Negro, Native American, or uh, Hispanic descent. It just completely takes that out. So most of our teaching does come strictly from the King James Version of the Bible. But I'm finding out and, and, and looking at and seeing, and uh, shout out to the brothers uh, Sakari, a guerrilla Hebrew, Hassad, and the brother Deacon, um, for, for kind of bringing some of these things out. They're showing how some of the other versions of the Bible, that when you go and read some of these other versions of the Bible, once you have the foundation of understanding who the Hebrew Israelites are, once you have that foundation established, and you come back now and read some of the other versions of the Bible, that just to, give, uh, uh, to look at the, the, the point or the scripture and see it from other versions, it kind of helps with uh, painting a picture, uh, with opening the person's understanding to what's being said. 
So from we read Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 7, from the King James, it does say, remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee, thy elders, and they will tell thee. When we look at the, the, the Bible and basic English version, all right, we'll go to the, the look at the Bible and basic English version. And but it says there's many apps, many Bible apps. Now, the Blue Letter Bible, well, for instance, where you can get uh, not only the King James Version, but you can look at and compare many different Bible versions of one verse to help, make, uh, help you grow your understanding. Once you have the foundation or the key of understanding who the Hebrew Israelites are, once you have that key, all the rest of it really falls right into place. All right? So when we read uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 7, uh, from the Bible of basic English, uh, this is what it says here. It says, keep in mind the days of the past. Give thought to the years of generations gone by. Go to your father, and he will make it clear to you. To the old men, and they will give you the story. And I just like that. I like how, how in this version, the, the Bible based the English version, I like the wording of it. Right? Uh, over my years, of, uh, my 30 years of, of uh, uh, understanding that I'm a Hebrew Israelite um, and, and who I am, who we are, getting my, my true biblical national identity. Um, in my studies, I've always, uh, you know, from all the dictionaries I've bought, all the many Bibles I've bought, um, we want to find the, 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 a way to make it most, the most simple of understanding, the most simple of somebody to, to be able to get and perceive and, and, and receive what the Bible is saying, um, uh, what, what the most High is, 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 has going on. So to come back now and, and read this here, the Bible in basic English, to understand it says, keep in mind the days of the past to the years of generations gone by. Go to your father, and he will tell thee. He will make it clear to you, to the old men, and they shall give you the story. All right? Um, when we look at the Good News Bible, I'm only going to read this to him today because we definitely went over this a couple of days ago, uh, this past Monday. Um, but to look at the, Bible, the Good News Bible and read, it's, this is what the Good News Bible says for Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 7. Think of the past, of the time long ago. Ask your parents to tell you what happened. Ask the old people to tell you of the past. So with, with the understanding of what, with these instructions that we're getting from the scriptures, that we're getting from the Bible, that we want to look, the, this, it's telling us how important the past is. It's telling us how important to understand history. That is something that we need to consider. It's something we need to take a long thought at. We have to take a long look at and be able to consider what's going on, all right? When we come back to Psalms, chapter 77 and verse 5, we look to Psalms, chapter 77 and verse 5. Uh, this is where it says, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. So even David, when he was in his rulership and he wrote, gave us this Psalms, uh, Psalms chapter 77 and verse 5, even he said, I have considered the days of old the years of ancient times. So for David to be um, the second king of the nation of Israel after King Saul, um, 
about approximately 400 years after we came out of Egypt, right? After our exodus from Egypt, about 400 years after that, when David was in rulership, one thing David did, even he at that time, he considered the days of old. For, for what, for David at that time, again, 40 years after the exodus uh, from Egypt, even David considered the days of old, all right? Even David from that time considered the years of ancient times. So that would take us back to the Hebrew Israelite, our history uh, going back to Egypt, our history going back to to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our history going back up to Noah, our history to what was going on uh, from Adam to Noah. These are some of the things that even David did to where it's recorded that even the Most High God said, I found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man in my own heart. That David thought about the past and considered the past in the days of old, and he learned from it even from his point time, time frame and his point of view that we now living in the, in the year 2023, it'd be to our benefit and to our learning to do the same thing, right? That would really be to our benefit for our learning to go and do the same thing, to consider the days of old um, and to think about the years of ancient times to help us understand what mo- what's the right move to make and how to make right decisions and what is the greater or best wisdom for us to apply uh, um, at these times so we don't make some of the same mistakes that our forefathers have made in the past, right? That, that the, our, our ancestors, the Hebrew Israelites, that we don't repeat the, uh, the mistakes of the past and that uh, we can also repeat the victories uh, that we had in the past uh, when we were doing the things right in the eyes of the Father, Okay. So, with that being said, brothers and sisters, I would like for us to consider uh, what was written in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 5. Uh, I would like for us to consider uh, what was written in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 5. And this is something that we, we did cover yesterday um, in part 17 of, of, of our series on To Deny Christ. We invite you, please, to go check that out. Again, on iHeartRadio podcast, Apple iTunes podcast, uh, Google podcast, or podcast addict. It is to deny Christ, part 17. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, uh, we did cover this kind of extensively uh, in the short time that we had yesterday. So we invite you to please go and uh, check that out. But just, uh, again, uh, uh, another little recap um, in examining our history of the Hebrew Israelites. What were some of the things that our forefathers did that they denied the Lord? that they denied God in their actions, in their thoughts, in their mentalities, what was going on, what was taking place, and that we want to make sure now, as we're living in these times we're in right now, that we're not replicating those same mindsets, uh, that we're not replicating the same errors that, in judgment that they made, that we now have the benefit to stand on their shoulders and to be able to learn from their mistakes. Um, uh, like a class I, I entitled um, in this series, uh, To Deny Christ, Hindsight is twenty twenty. Meaning, to be able to look back at the past, you can see perfectly what was the good things to do or what was the wrong things to do and where improvement can be made. 
by going back and examining our past. Go back and studying our past. Uh, we can make our walk a lot more uh, uh, correctly in these, in these days and times. So go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 5. Let me go ahead and go there. Let me pull it up on uh, my Bible app. Jeremiah chapter 5. And yesterday we started at verse 23. I'm going to start verse 20. I want to do the briefest recap I can as, as we go through this. But, again, if we're thinking about our, our past, and we're, we're thinking about the years of ancient times and the mentalities and the things that our people were doing, um, that eventually got the Hebrew Israelites, the nation of Israel, kicked out of the promised land exiled and banished out of the promised land. The, the, the first great banishment took place in 933 B.C., uh, and the second and final banishment took place in 70 A.D. Uh, under, under the Romans. If we're going to examine these type of things and look at what our people have been through, um, one, it also helps us identify that we are the Hebrew Israelites. Um, but again, as we come back into this knowledge, uh, we're going to learn from their mistakes. Uh, we're going to learn from their mistakes. So going to Jeremiah chapter 5, I'm verse 20. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 20, it says, Declare this in the house of Jacob and publish it in Judah, saying. So this is what the Most High once said to Jeremiah, to, um, to the Israelites and in Judah. And remember, this is right, uh, right before the Babylonian captivity. Um, during the Assyrian captivity, when the, the, the northern kingdom, after the nation of Israel got split, um, after, after David, uh, who had the, united the whole nation of Israel under his, under his uh, rulership, under his kingship, they, they, they maintained um, our unity through, through Solomon. But when Solomon sinned and started to worship the gods of all the of, um, of the nations and of his wives, that he took and not obeying God, the kingdom of name was going to be uh, split into two kingdoms uh, when Solomon's son Rehoboam uh, came, to, came into power. And when he came into power, yes, the kingdom was split. The nation of Israel split into two separate kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. All right? So what Jeremiah is giving us right now was during the Assyrian captivity, it was, well, at the end of the same captivity, as we were getting ready to go into the Babylonian captivity, all right? With the Babylonian captivity, uh, again, this is what was being said. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 20. Because this in the house of Jacob, and publish it in Judah, saying, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. And but this was that, that quote right there from Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 21. When you go back and actually read the New Testament and read, read the words of Christ, 
you can see many times he quoted something very similar. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. That he that that was something that that he quotes a lot throughout the New Testament, uh, uh, throughout the scriptures, right? Throughout the scriptures, he quotes that that thing that saying right there a lot, talking about us as Hebrew Israelites that we're a foolish people and we really don't understand how the multi operates. We really don't understand how, how the Creator God does things. Says we have eyes. But we don't somehow with all the things that we can see, we really can't see and understand how the most high does things. But we can see a whole lot of things. Um, it says, and we have ears, but we don't hear what the most high is saying. We can hear what everybody else is saying. We can give can give ear to superstition. We can give ear to, to any type of of of, of uh I, I, how do I want to say this? Anything not concerning God, we can hear. But when it comes to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all of a sudden now our ears can't hear. All right? Verse 22. It says, Fear ye not me, saith the Lord? Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass that it? Cannot pass it. And though the waves thereof uh, toss themselves, yet can they not prevail. Though they roar, they, uh, yet can they not pass over it. And for anybody who's been at the beach or been at the, the ocean during the high tide, come on, y'all. Uh, if you've ever been to the, to the, uh, to the, to, to the beach in person, and seeing high tides, you're seeing waves up to 20, 20 feet high. Now, remember, 20 feet, that's like two stories. So you see those waves coming in, two-story high waves coming in powerfully. And the only thing not stopping it from being a tidal wave or, uh, or a tsunami is the beach. That the most I put up, that the most I put there, that for as violent and for as powerful as the as high tide can come in, those waves aren't going to go past the beach unless the most high lets a, a flood come in, lets a tsunami come in. But otherwise, it's the most high who, who, who has commanded for the sea not to go past the, the, the beach, not to go past the, the, the shore. So he's asking the question you can see high tide. We can see it, and it's power. It's nature. And he's saying, you can see this, but can't understand who's controlling all this. You can see how powerful it is, and, and many people are afraid of the water. You're afraid to get in a, a, a pool, let alone get in the ocean? That's alive. That's moving. With the waves that can get, I mean, some people freak out over a three-foot wave. That this might come and hit you in the chest, let alone a 20-foot wave that's two stories high, maybe a 30-foot wave, three-story, a 50-foot wave, a five-story high wave coming in, which can be terrifying for anybody. For anybody who might have been to a beach at the ocean, have you ever been on, 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 on the pier? Have you ever walked out on the pier? 
How high is the pier above the water? That it's going to be that high? So when that high tide comes in, those waves ain't washing out the pier. Those waves are not coming up over the pier. Many of us have seen these things. So the Father said, you can see these things and know how powerful and how, 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 how terrible these things can be. But you can't see, we can't understand who the Most High is, that we have no respect for him. Verse 23, but this people has a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Now, remember, this is what the Most High is recording about us in the book of Jeremiah. And this is some of the history that we need to be in, in, in touch with. All right? Reading on, verse 24. Neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord, our God. Again, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, that giveth rain, uh, both the former and the latter, in his season. He reserveth, he reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the, of the harvest. That is God who's making sure that we're eating. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who is making sure that we're eating. Let's fear him. Let's make sure we're respecting him. Verse 25. Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholding good things from you. That the good things he's talking about is making sure we can eat. Make sure that the early and latter rain is there. Make sure the seeds are there so that our harvest will be full. That, that means our, 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 our herds, especially when we're in, living in the land of Israel, that our herds, our crops, our, our vineyards, our, our um, uh, what do you call them, um, our orchards, that they, they would be fruitful and plenteous. But by not giving the proper respect to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, by not giving him the respect that he so deserves, he says, our iniquities have turned away these things. And your sins have withholding good things from you. That that's why now the harvest don't come in like you're supposed to. Now, I'm stressing harvest here. I'm not thinking about our time here in America. And that's where for a lot of us, that, that's what we really think about and we're, we're focused on. And we think because we get a, a, a paycheck or we get a 401k or we get a stipend or we get a, 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 a paycheck that we've, we've been, we've, we've been uh, that we look at that as a blessing. I have definitely covered it in, in this series, The Land of Milk and Honey, uh, that you can find, again, on, on uh, uh under, under, uh, under our banner, or, uh, again, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, um, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Podcast Addict. You can go and uh, research and find those, 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 those classes that, that I've been on that. When we were given the promised land, the land that was promised to Abraham, and then that promise was given to Isaac. And then that promise was given to Jacob and to his 12 sons who became the nation of Israel. The promised land. Listen, we had no debt. We weren't paying no mortgages. And then we were looking for a great interest rate. We weren't paying no land tax. Uh, we weren't paying no property taxes. We... 
We weren't having to deal with inflation. We weren't having to deal with, with uh, hybrid foods or uh, uh, genetically modified foods. We were dealing with the, the most alkaline, most uh, organic, uh, and most nutritional, fertile soil that has been created on the planet Earth. That's what we would, that's the land that was promised to Abraham, then to his seed Isaac, and from Isaac unto Jacob and to the twelve tribes of Israel. Talk about eating, that me and my family got to eat. We had so much generational wealth, we didn't have to worry about life insurance policy, a living life insurance policy. We didn't have to worry about making sure that we have good credit scores with the, the three credit uh, agencies. That we didn't have to deal with any of that. That's what we had in the promised land. So to have anything short of what we had in the promised land as a nation, it, it failed. To have anything less than what we had in the promised land is a failure. All right, I'll get some text in. Okay. It's a failure. The fact that, that, that we might get a little 300 acres and then we might be doing something with it here in America, <coughs> it's still going to fail, fail miserably when we compare it to what the Most High gave in the nation of Israel, the Hebrew Israelites, of what we had in the Promised Land. It's, 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 it's a failure. It's a failure. So to not partake, to partake in the gift that the Most High gave the nation of Israel, which was and is the Promised Land, Is a failure. Now, he's he's telling us in Jeremiah chapter five verse twenty five that our iniquities have turned away these things, and our sins have withholding good things from you. Again, we got to consider what was was being said, brothers and sisters, from what it means to be a Hebrew Israelite, not an American Hebrew Israelite, but from a Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite. I, 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 I got to say it like that. So, that so much of the American society and some American uh, ways of living still embedded in our minds and in, in our psyches of what we we still look at blessings and we consider things to be a blessing from an American point of view, even though now we call ourselves Hebrew Israelites. The standard of what a man is, and I've covered this in many classes. Here in America, the black man, I want to say the black man, I'm talking about anyone of the Hebrew Israelites, from the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Seminole Indians, Argentinians, Chinese, Brazilians, Columbus, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans. Anyone among our people, the only way you consider a good man is if you got a job. Standard that's been placed on black men in America, if you have a job 
and you're making money. And, and for however, whatever type of job you have, that's, that determines if you're a good man or not. You got nothing to do with it if you know the Bible. It's got nothing to do with if you know these scriptures. It's got nothing to do with if you actually understand how to please the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's not the measure of a man. Even though Proverbs chapter 12, verse 8 tells you that a man should be commended according to his wisdom. That God recognizes a man for that man having his wisdom, God's wisdom, and making right, the cho- making right choices to please God. But the standard of what a man is in, in, uh, in America is what kind of job does he have? What kind of car does he drive? How much money does he make? That standard is not a godly standard. Not the God of the Bible. Not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because, brothers and sisters, when we were in the promised land, we didn't, you weren't determined, uh, again, your wisdom was not determined on your wealth because we all had wealth. We all had wealth. The entire nation had wealth. The entire nation, nation were landowners. The Most High took care of the entire nation of Israel, of the Hebrew Israelites. To come back now, again, we look at some of the things that we call blessings today, and that's from an American, that's from an American mentality. Even though now we call ourselves Hebrew Israelites, we still look at the blessing still based on an American perspective. And not from a Hebrew Israelite perspective of when God gave us the promised land. Now, Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 26. It says, for among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that uh, set a snares. They set a trap. They catch men. Now, understand, but this was going on in the land of Israel before we were completely exiled. That among the Israelites were found wicked men that would catch other people. That would get people caught up into their words, into their schemes, into their way of thinking. Into their form of boasting, that if in from from a sense of greed, a sense of covetousness, a sense of envy, I've got to have more than you to make myself seem like I'm doing something. I got to have more than you so that I can be looked at as I'm doing something good. I'm better. I'm I'm um, I'm a god. That whole mentality of keeping up with the Joneses. This is what we were doing, brothers and sisters, long before we got here to the Americas. Long before the capitalism that the so-called white man brought to the Americas, this was the mentality that we already, already were carrying in the promised land. Where the Lord, the Lord wanted us to be community-based, we were already, how can I capitalize for my own benefit? For me and my family's benefit, we were already in this in, in this mentality, and this is one of the things that provoked God to anger, that He kicked us out of His house, 
he kicked us out of his land, the promised land. Verse 27, Jeremiah 5, verse 27. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore, they are become great and waxing rich. While we were in the land of Israel, it wasn't enough that we were, as a nation, we had wealth above all the other nations. That wasn't enough for, 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 many, for many of us. I had to have more than you. I have to have more than you. And if I can swindle you out of your property, if I can swindle you out of some money, some money, if I can scheme or scam and trap you, so I have more so you're beneath me. This is what we were doing. This was the mentality that we were doing. It says, as a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore, they have become great and waxing rich. We were, were for the love of money, for lack of a better term. A, a man will rob from his own brother for the love of money. We will kill one another for the love of money so I can have more than you. That's not from God. That's not from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That mentality. We call God, like the Christ told us in Matthew chapter 6, we call him our father. So for him to be our father, that would make us his children. And what parent doesn't want their children to share and take care of one another? What parent doesn't want to leave something better for their children and to see their children getting along, to see their children loving one another, to see their children being there for one another? So for us to have this mentality that has been described in Jeremiah chapter 5 and 27, that our houses are full of deceit, therefore they have become great and waxing rich, but at what cost? How does these men become, how do we become greater and wax more rich? At what cost? And not to have a conscience about what we were doing. Not having a conscience about who we stepped on. Not having a conscience about who we might have hurt. That conscience of by any means necessary. Because me and my family got to eat. Me and mine got to eat. Not the nation just in a real selfish, covetous, envious mindset, I got to eat. I have to have more than you. Verse 28, they are waxing rich. I'm sorry, they are waxing fat. They shine. Yeah. They overpass the deeds of the wicked. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless, yet they prosper. Uh, And the right of the needy, do they not judge? To understand that this was the mentality of our people before the Lord led us into the Babylonian captivity, and this was the mentality of our people why he why we went to the Assyrian captivity, it, it's not too hard and far-fetched, brothers and sisters, to see how even today in July 
2023, a lot of, we still have this same mentality. We're waxing fat, we shine, yeah, then we overpass the deeds of the wicked. The wicked is supposed to be the so-called white man. But it's saying that we overpass their deeds. Our actions are, are towards one another, it says it's worse than the wicked. And what we'll do to just step on one another. We have no problems selling drugs to one another, killing one another, the adultery that we commit against one another, the incest that we commit against one another, the molestation that we commit against one another. Yeah, we are passing these away. That's something the wicked is supposed to do. Not us. Your enemy is supposed to treat you bad. Not somebody who's supposed to be of your same nation and of your same people. It says they judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. We don't come back and really consider how somebody who's fathering and they have no protection. Let me step up and now be your protection. Our mentality is, I work, I work hard for mine, you got to work hard for yours. Then nobody helped me, so why should I help you? That's why I hate you niggas. Niggas is always looking for a handout. I pulled myself up by the bootstraps, why can't you? We don't judge the cause of the fathers where we really have a mentality that we have to protect one another. I'm going to tell you, I got to protect mine and only mine. It says, yeah, they, yeah, they prosper. Yeah, and our people in having this mentality, only look out for you. Don't think about nobody else. The 48 laws of power, the, the, the art of war. Apply these, these, these tactics, apply these things, and you'll prosper in this wicked world. But the Most High God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has absolutely nothing to do with that mentality. So yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, do they not, do they not judge? Remember, the Most High said, as much as the nation of Israel uh, is, is uh, no, I don't want this. Powerful. I'm not going to go here. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. That's going to take me too far down another rabbit hole. When we look at what, what the purpose of tithes was, was, was set up for, it was mainly to help and protect the poor, the needy, the strangers, and the widows. That's what tithes and the story was originally set up for. You don't know that, and in, 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 when the Most High gave us the promised land, we didn't have no fences around our property. We didn't have no electric fences to make sure it stay out, keep out. No signs about no trespassing. 
that's why we were told not not to uh, glean our crops. To glean your crops meaning that once you went through the harvest, say it was corn. Once you went through your your your, your cornfields, however big and 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 humongous our 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 our, our just our cornfields were. Once you went through the first time and harvested the corn from the, the first time, we could not go back and repluck it all and, 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 and repluck it. Whatever was there had to be left there. And that had to be that was left there so if there was any strangers that was walking through our land, if they were hungry, they could pluck the corn right there and eat it. It wasn't about they're stealing from me. They're robbing from me. They're, they're eating to my profits. They're eating into my money. They're eating to my bottom line. No, if there were strangers who came into our land, if they decided to, to, to squat somewhere on our land and eat, the law says let them do it. For as much as we were getting blessed, as much food that we had, for them to, if they squatted on the land and ate, they was not going to hurt nothing that we had going on. It would be impossible for them to hurt our economics. They just couldn't come into our our land and then pluck uh, and, and gather food and then go back to their house. Like you know, a stingy nigga would do. You got your. <laughs> I, I tell this story a lot. When I when I, when I was younger, me and my my my, my little brother, my, my biological little brother. Uh, his secret name is Kaharaz. In my family, I'm I'm the shortest member. In my family, on my dad's side of the family. I'm the shortest. Even my little brother is taller than me, and he really takes after my dad. He really, he really, really, truly does. The exact same body body type. Um, look, I mean, he really takes after my dad uh, physically, whereas I'm kind of a mix between my mom and my dad. I got my dad's like long, skinny ass legs, but I've got my mom's uh, bell shaped body. Like from 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 my waist up, and then I look I look like my mom too. But my brother, when we were younger, my brother like if, if some popcorn was popped, my, my mom and dad, you know, it's 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 a Friday night. We gonna watch some movies, or whatever, and a, a a bowl of popcorn would be popped. My brother's hands are much longer and much bigger, and he's my little brother by a, a year and uh, eleven months. His hands, he has some humongous, long, big, big hands, like my dad. This dude, and me and him would fight about this. God, he had me crying. I, I, I'd be so mad, so angry, so pissed. We got the bowl of popcorn that we're supposed to share. <laughs> We've got the bowl of popcorn that we're supposed to share. And this dude would reach his big, huge hand into that like 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 a like the scoop of a bucket truck for construction 
he reached his hand into the, 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 the popcorn bowl and just scooped out a huge thing of popcorn, and he would hold it like, like his hand against his chest, holding this big, this big scoop of popcorn that he, that he just got, right? And then he's steadily using the other hand, reaching to, into the popcorn bowl and eating with his other hand while he has this huge thing of popcorn in his, in his one hand that he's just, just sitting on, just holding on to. But with his other huge-ass hand, he's digging into the bowl of popcorn and just eating, all, <laughs> eating the rest of the popcorn. And I would get so angry so mad, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he would giggle and laugh and giggle and, and laugh. <laughs> I miss my brother. I, I do. I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in years. Um, I miss him. But that, 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 the scenario that I'm trying to describe is we had a lot about the strangers and that you couldn't come into somebody's land and then take their food and go back to your house because what we as Hebrew Israelites in our conniving and our, in our uh, uh, finding loopholes, I've got my own plantation. And now, just so I can have more, I'm going to have my own plantation, and I'm going to get my own crops. But because the law of the stranger, then I'm going to come on your land, and I'm going to take some of your crops also. Just so that I can have more. Just so I can use that wisdom and that loophole in the law. That's why the law was like, no, you can't come into somebody else's land and grab their crops. And go back to your house. But if somebody came and actually squatted on your land and was eating the scraps, eating the leftovers, eating what, you, uh, and that's how they were able to sustain that. We had so much; it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't hurt nobody. That's even like when we come back and, and see what Christ was talking to the uh, uh, that Greek woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit. And came and fell at his feet. Christ said, uh, Christ, thou son of David, heal my daughter. And what Christ said, uh, let me get that real quick. I, I'm paraphrasing, let me go ahead and get it. It's Matthew 15 24. As I pull it up here, uh, when we read Matthew chapter 15, verse 22, we can get some insight onto why Christ went ahead and blessed this woman uh, of Canaan. He didn't give her the kingdom, but he had no problem giving her this, this blessing. So in Matthew chapter 15, verse 22, it says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. 
yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. The, when she said, even the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from her master's table, I'm referencing that. And let me see if I can pull it up here real quick, y'all. I might do it like this. Uh, glean. Kind of going straight to the point. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 21. Uh, let me see here. When we go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 24, I'm sorry, verse 17. And going to Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 17, it says, Thou shalt not pervert the judgment of the stranger, nor of the fatherless, nor take a widow's raiment to pledge. All right, so he says that we should not pervert the judgment of a stranger. This is somebody strange. And this is like when we came to the, our, our land, um, coming to the promised land, we know it was divided amongst the 12 tribes. When I say the 12 tribes, I mean each tribe had their portion of the promised land that was for that particular tribe. You had the, 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 the land of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Asher, Jali, and Issachar that each tribe had their own section of land. And when you go back and read in, in Joshua how the land got divided up, they literally, they literally measured the uh, – uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they measured how much the land produced. And even though, like, like let's say that, that – Judah comparatively got a small portion of land. It would seem like in, in, in space-wise, area-wise, um, that it seemed like it might have been smaller than what it might have been given to Issachar. All right? But that small portion of land, even though in, 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 in area, it might have been smaller than what was given to Issachar, each, each country, each landmass would produce the exact same amount of produce. It would produce the exact same amount of product. So it wasn't like because Judah got a smaller portion of land area-wise that they were being cheated out of uh, anything. And Issachar was given a much bigger land mass or land area. No, it was divided so that nobody got more than the next man. That if Judah got a smaller portion of land than, than Issachar, then the land that, that Judah got was more concentrated so that now it would, it would, that you can get the same amount of produce than what might have been a bigger landmass than was given to Issachar. I'm not saying this is what happened, but just to give that example, that that's how it was done. So if, if I'm traveling, say I'm, 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 uh, I'm an Israelite, and I happen to be traveling through the land of Israel, and I'm traveling through the land of Naphtali. Now, obviously, I'm a stranger. I, ne- I didn't grow up here. I didn't grow up in Naphtali. I'm, 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 uh, if I'm an Issacharite, I'm, I'm Issachar. So I'm in my land, where, where my inheritance is, where my, where my forefathers, 
my 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 family tree is. But I don't have to be traveling. But I'm, I'm an Israelite. But I'm traveling through the country of Naphtali. Yes, we're the same citizens, or we're the same nationality, but we're different citizens. So I would be considered a stranger going through the land of Naphtali. No different than if if we can all be Americans living here in America, and I can be from Albuquerque, New Mexico, I and I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm an American. But I happen to be a New Mexican. I happen to be an Albuquerquean. If I happen to travel to Alaska, which is another state of the United States of America, where the nationality is recognized, American citizens can travel and be here in Alaska. So if I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, being a New Mexican, an Albuquerquean, And I travel to Alaska, which is a part of the United States. Am I going to be familiar with how they do things in Alaska? Am I going to be familiar with the environment? Am I going to be familiar with the the laws or the, 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 the customs of how they actually do things in Alaska? Even though Alaska is part of the United States. They have the Constitution. No. To how things are done in Alaska, I'm going to be a stranger if I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And vice versa. If somebody from Alaska, being a part of the United States of America, from Alaska, United States of America, they grew up there. They were born and raised and grew up there. But they moved to Hawaii. Again, another part of America. Another one of the United States of America, whose law is the Constitution, using the same money, the U.S. dollar bill. If I grew up in Alaska, being an American, living in Alaska, but I move or I travel to Hawaii, even though I'm still an American, even though I'm, I, I'm still uh, under the U.S. federal government, and I'm still using the same currency, I still would be considered a stranger to the ways now they do things in Hawaii compared to how I grew up in Alaska, even though we're still American. That same mentality was how we was doing things in Israel when we had possession of the promised land. So here is being reminded to us uh, in Deuteronomy chapter Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 17. Thou shalt not pervert the judgment of the stranger, nor of the fatherless, nor take a widow's raiment. So if somebody is a stranger, you're still an Israelite, I still got to treat you with respect and kindness because you're one of our, you're an Israelite. I can't take you to tell you who this nigga is. What you doing on our set, cuz? Why you on our block, yo? Who is this in Mesa? He must be 5 0. I don't know him. Instead of taking that mentality, we're supposed to extend ourselves to them. It says, so that prevents the judgment of a stranger, 
nor of the fatherless. Somebody who's father obviously had no protection. We can't be right there. We got to look out for the fatherless. One of the laws, brothers and sisters, the law of, of, of marriage, in dealing with the law of marriage, for example, I mentioned, I mentioned me and my, my, my younger brother uh, just a few minutes ago. Let's say as me and my brother being the only sons of my father, And let's say my brother marries, gets married. With my brother getting married, but let's say he dies before he has any children. Let's say that happens. And now his wife is a widow, and they had no children to carry on his name. And in carrying on his name, what that really meant also in carrying on his name, there would be a portion of land that now would be given to him. And that, you know, talk about that generational wealth of, of things being passed down and handed down, that he would have an inheritance within the land of, of, of my father, within the land of the, the, the children of Judah, within the land of Israel. He'd be given an inheritance, but he died without having any children. By law, so his name would would continue, and he would not lose his inheritance. By law, he then, or him being dead, it would be my responsibility, being the closest relative to my brother. It would be my responsibility now to to take his wife, not on some some Pornhub type of uh uh debauchery but I would take his wife and, and bring her into my home and protect her and she would now become my wife now when, she, when I impregnated her impregnated her that son that's born would carry on my brother's name in his stead so that my brother's family or my brother's name would never his name would not be, be lost his inheritance would not be lost or absorbed or, or by the state or by me or what have you, that that would be carry on my brother's name and, and, and move on. That's how, it was, that's, that's how that was done, to carry on somebody's name. That was a law. Then I was, we're taking his, 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 his uh, widowed wife uh, into my protection. Not only would now his name be able to be continued, she would be protected. And nobody would be able to come and take the land. There wouldn't be no foreclosures or any type of dumb stuff like that that happens here in America. Now, let's say I decided, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna marry, I'm not gonna marry her. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Then a cousin on my dad's side, a male cousin on my dad's side, would be able to now. Um, Marry her and do the same thing. Have kids so that my father, my brother's name would continue and his land would continue as part of his family or what have you. That's what we read about in the story of Ruth. I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna break all that down right now. I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna do that. But that's how we made sure we took care of each other and it stayed in house. Everything stayed within the whole nation of Israel. 
and that we didn't lose none of our land, we didn't lose none of our inheritance, that our family name and everything would be strong, it would continue. And that's how things, that's part of the law of the Most High. But we, by the time we get to, to the time of Jeremiah, we were so far beyond that. And it was just about greed and covetousness and, and envy. Oh, coming back to Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 7. Coming back to, I'm sorry, not Jeremiah. Chapter 5. Did I finish that in Deuteronomy? No, I didn't. Come back now to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 24, and verse 17. Thou shalt not pervert the judgment of the stranger, nor of the fatherless. They'll take a widow's raiment to pledge. Now, the widow's raiment, meaning this one, again, her protection, a raiment, uh, a, a garment, right, right, to protect her from the, the wind, the sun, the rain, or whatever. But, but I'm going to take it away from her. What, what's her protection? I'm going to take that away because I feel like she owes me something or in debt. Most of them, no, you don't do that. I'm going to foreclose on, on this property. I'm going to do this or whatever until you pay me. That that was not the that, – that no. No. You, you, when you mess with my money, you mess with my emotion. No. That's not that's not a godly mentality. Verse verse eighteen. Deuteronomy chapter twenty four verse eighteen. But thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee thence. Therefore I command thee to do this thing. A lot of people use this thing because Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 18 is not the first time it said, thou shalt remember that that was a bond man in Egypt. And a lot of people use this type of, of, of saying to reference how the Egyptians can be saved now and, and, and the Gentiles can be saved. And they they want to use it in that, in that type of reference. But brothers and sisters, that's not what Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 18 is saying. What it's saying is another saying that's real familiar to us as a people don't forget where you come from. That, is, in essence, is what Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 18 is saying. Don't forget where you come from. All y'all were slaves. All of you were being oppressed in Egypt. And what I do? I saved all of you. So don't get this high-minded mentality of now that this person is just... you. This is happening to this person, so you can now just control and be over them. And you can just be more greedy to get more rich and be, be, be more of a, a slumlord. No. When it says, again, Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 18, but thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in Egypt. Think about what your people went through. That, all of you, all of us. Your family were bombing in Egypt, just like their family was bombing in Egypt. And I saved all of y'all. I didn't just save your family. Talk about if, if I'm a Judite, then now because I'm a Judite, that I can now uh, trip on uh, an Asherite 
No. Judah and Asher, we were bondmen together in Egypt. So let me not now get this thing in my mind that now I'm just over my brother who might be an Asherite. Or for somebody, a Zebulite to be like, no, well, Judah, uh, y'all are getting messed up. You know what's everything? Oh, look, man, you got to pay me first. We we'll also remember that we, the 12 tribes, were together as bondmen in Egypt. So don't treat each other that way. Even though I might not have grew up with you, I grew up in the land of Judah, but you grew up in the land of Dan. And we, we don't actually know one another, but we are the same nation. We got to look out for each other. So reading on. Verse 19, when thou cuttest down thine harvest in thy field and hast forgot a sheaf in the field, thou shalt not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thine hands. Did y'all catch that? When we cut down, I'm, I'm going to look this up and in, 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 I'm going to compare this to some other, other, other verses. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 19. When thou cuttest down thine harvest in thy field, in thy field, in thy field, and hast forgot a sheaf in the field, thou shalt not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger and for the fatherless and for the widow that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thy hands. Uh, where are we at? Sheaf. 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 A sheaf, according to Webster's uh, 1820 Dictionary, is a quantity of the stalks of wheat, rye, oats, or barley bound together a bundle of stalks or straw. Um, any bundle or collection as a sheaf of arrows to collect or bind to make sheaves. So if we go, we're, we're in our wheat, wheat fields. We're in our wheat fields. And we go and we're cutting down the wheat and we and like, like uh, a haystack, right? A haystack. So we got this haystack of, of, of wheat or of rye or of oats or of barley. We have all these different sheaves. And now we done cut them down and we done bundle them together like a, a, a haystack. Um, I can't think of the other name of it. But we forget some hay out in the field. The law is, yeah, okay, you cut your wheat down. You've bundled it. But you forgot it. The law says do not go back and get it. That's what the law says. Leave it. For who? For the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow. That the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thy hands. Don't be so damn greedy that you got to get every last penny, every last um, uh, uh, stitch of, of wheat, because if not, you feel like you're being robbed. You feel like somebody's stealing from you. 
stop, man. Now, I, I said I wanted to look this up in some of the other, other versions. Let me see what it says. Um, uh, from the Bible in basic English, all right? The Bible in basic English says, when you get in the grain from your field, if some of the grain has been dropped by the chance in the field, do not go back and get it. But let it be for the man from a strange land, the child without a father, and the widow, so that the blessing of the Lord, your God, may be on all the work of your hands. So if you can get some grain in your field, and if some of the grain has been dropped by chance in the field, do not go back and get it. Come on, y'all. Um, let me see here. The, the, the Beeman Study Bible, for the Beeman Study Bible. If you are harvesting in your field, and forget a sheaf thereof, there, do not go back to get it. It is to be left for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. All right, so that, they used harvest there. The other one used grain. Let me see here. Um, <laughs> the common English version. The common English version says this. If you forget to bring in a stack of harvested grain, don't go back in the field to get it. Leave it for the poor, including foreigners, orphans, and widows. And the Lord will make you successful in everything you do. How do I say good googly moogly? Get one more, the, the Good News Bible. Where's the GMB? All right, the GMB here says, when you, when you gather your crops and fail to bring in some of the grain that you have cut, do not go back for it. It is to be left for the foreigners, orphans, and widows, so that the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. The crumb that might fall from your table and that a dog might come and lick up, a crumb. Is that taken away from any of the food you already ate or has been prepared for you? No. So for as, for as much produce that the Most High was blessing us with, if you if we forgot some stacks, we forgot some sheaves, and you leave it, it ain't hurt you none. That is not taking away from your bottom profit or your, your the red line. At, that's keeping you in the red or in the black. I, I forget, that's keeping you. That's not gonna hurt you, even though you went and cut it down. You bundle it. You bundled it to leave with somebody else. You forgot about it. Don't go back out and get it. Leave it. That's what the 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 strangers, the orphans, and the widows. And by doing that, the Lord said, "Ah, He would bless us in everything that we do." 
He will give us success in everything that we do. But what was the mentality that our people had in what Jeremiah was telling us? What the most I was saying about us and Jeremiah? Not to forget that we, again, just give, give also some, some, some uh, background. So when Christ went ahead and gave, gave uh, this, this, this Canaanite woman a crumb to heal her daughter, that's a crumb. I'm, that's not a big deal. That's not that, that that's in the law right now. All right, cool. If you got a crumb, that's not saying that now you or all your people are gonna be saved. <laughs> no. You get some crumbs. All right. It's no big deal. <clears throat> but the purpose of making sure you and your Canaanite family are gonna be saved, that's not what Christ mentioned was. To make sure that you go rethink no, that wasn't his mission. His mission was to make sure the children of Israel was going to be taken care of. And if a crumb happened to fall, all right, cool, you got it, no problem. Even a dog, if a crumb falls from a, a, a scrap falls from the table, a dog can grab it and lick it. Ain't nobody going to go and fight and get that, that piece of meat or morsel or, 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 or crumb out the dog's mouth. He got it. It's his. Okay. <laughs> all right, coming back now to Jeremiah chapter 5. Um, moving on to verse 29 It says Shall I not visit for these things Says the Lord Shall not my soul be avenged On such a nation as this What, uh, what does it mean to be avenged That for the mentality that we were in To have this mentality that, it's, uh, I, that, that we feel hurt That somebody got a crumb The pain we would feel That somebody's robbing from me Somebody's stealing from me I got to send a message. If, if, I don't, if I don't react with war, if I don't react with a strong hand, then everybody's going to think they can come and just take from me. If we were reading the Bible, it obviously wouldn't be in no damn drug sales or something illegal. Let's, let's, let's say that first. But in the Bible, if we did these things, the Lord God would bless us and we would have success. But this Nino Brown, hard gangster ass, I'm a boss and I can't let nobody think they're going to get over on me. We were already displaying that mentality in the promised land during the time of Jeremiah. And it was making the Lord God angry to be that selfish, that covetous, that envious, and that boastful. Reading on, verse 30. A wonderful and horrible thing is continued, is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely. And the priests bear rule by their means. And my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? We did cover this yesterday, brothers and sisters. As I'm saying, I got about 
15, uh, 10, 15 minutes left here in, in, in today's broadcast. The prophets got to the point where they was telling these rich people that were rich, not by the means of God, but by their own devices, but by their own thoughts, by their own evil, wicked manners and selfishness that they had. The prophets were prophesying. The prophets said, yeah, you can have good success. God is with you. And the priest said, man, I'm going to give you the authority to keep doing what you're doing. Just keep blessing my church. Keep blessing my congregation. Keep keep." Keep my pockets fat. And our people love to have that soul. We love it that way. I could be negative. I could do what I want. I could be rich. And this priest or this prophet tell me it's going to be all good. And then the question now still remains. So what are you going to do in the end thereof? So when the most I come to judge everybody, what are you going to do then? Well, obviously, from the time of Jeremiah, we all got kicked out the promised land. We all got kicked off of our estates for having that same mentality. Now, from there, brothers and sisters, getting to the, the, the part of the class where it talks about men of perverse minds. Let me pull that up again. Uh, to deny Christ, part 18. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. Let's get into this now. Let's get into this. Let's go to 1 Timothy, chapter 6 and verse 5. All right? If we're looking at and examining the events of the past, of ancient times, and we're looking at the mentalities of our people, what we made on the stage, if we're going to repent, we'd have to go back and see where we made our mistakes and then change. As we, as we as a nation are going to repent on a national level, we have to go back and see where did we as a nation go wrong. And then why did we go wrong? Now if we're going to repent, repentance will be now, let me see where my thinking was then or I think it was then. And let me change that form of thinking now. Again, I'm referring to now on more of a national level. But we can definitely reflect this on an individual level. It definitely can apply on an individual level, no doubt. But we need to come back and look at, again, what was the mentality of our people during the time of Jeremiah that got us completely, eventually got us completely kicked out of the promised land. We had to go through four captivities. For those Israelites that were left in the land, we had to suffer the Babylonian captivity, then the Persian and Mede captivity, then the Greek captivity, and then the Roman captivity. We had to go through four more captivities before the Most High finally just up and kicked our sorry tails up out of the promised land. We should have learned our lesson. We should have learned our lesson. All right, let's go to First Timothy. As my time keeps slip sliding away, slip sliding away, 
Okay. First Corinthians chapter six. I'm a First Timothy chapter six. Um. This is a letter from, from Paul to Timothy. Um, and Paul is, is trying to address with Timothy false teachers. False teachers. All right. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 2. And it says, And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service. Because they are faithful and beloved. Partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. There's classes that have been put together about the life of the prophets. What type of things the true prophets did suffer. And if you, if, if you didn't have a chance to go with the series that, that, that I was covering with the mind of Christ or, or Christ being uh, the Passover, the, the significance, uh, I only recommend and ask you to go check it out. That the true followers of Christ or the Lord, they suffered a lot of stuff. They suffered a lot. They suffered a lot behind our people, behind the Israelites. For being told the right way of doing things, which went against what our people wanted to hear, which went against what our people wanted to see and believe, to where many of our people killed the prophets, hated the prophets. So Paul's going to repeat again, He's kind of paraphrasing, but he's put he's paraphrasing the history of the Israelites, and he's trying to exhort: Look, those that have believing masters, don't despise them because they're brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved. Partakers of the benefit; these things teach and exhort. Verse three: If any man teach otherwise, and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord. Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. Right? Not about being selfish, just looking out for you, you take care of your own, and just telling you things you, you just want to hear. But we're supposed to go by according to the doctrine which is godliness. We just came off of Jeremiah, y'all. We just came off of Jeremiah. Now, for a person who doesn't want to repent and change from that mentality, but it's still about, I'm just going to get mine, and I believe that no matter, that my riches is because of the most high, because of God. That's why I've got what I've got to do it, and, and by any means necessary, so that's the right way of doing it. And I'm not going to hear you tell me anything else. Verse 4, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 4. He is proud, knowing nothing. But doting about questions and strifes of words. Whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, and evil surmisings. Perverse disputes of men of corrupt minds. And destitute of the truth. Supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. And as, I, as my time is, is, is coming to an end in this two-hour session here, 
I wanted to go over First Timothy chapter six verse five, and I want to get some uh, some of these other versions of First Timothy chapter six verse five to try and help us get a little bit uh, deeper understanding, if you will, or, or I, I don't even want to say a deeper understanding. To try and get some clarity. That's the word I want. To try and get some clarity on First Corinthians chapter six verse five. All right. Again, so now from the King James, it says, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth. Supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. When we look at this here, when we look at Uh, the AFV and the AFV being a faithful version, all right? The AFV being a faithful version of the of First uh, Timothy chapter six verse five. It says, "Vain reasonings of men who have been corrupted in their minds and are destitute of the truth. Men who believe that gain is godliness." From such withdraw thyself. So from a faithful version, they tell us the vain reasonings that you have men who are going to argue and 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 dispute and debate. And the reason they're doing this is because their mind is corrupted. And that they really are destitute of the truth of, of how to please the most high God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Men who believe that gain is godliness. Where would Paul get this understanding from? He would get this understanding from going back and studying the history of the Israelites. Going back and looking at ancient times. And taking out the mentality of our people. That this, this mentality is going to keep being repeated. All right? From an American Standard Version, and I, I, I got like a minute left in this class. I'm, I'm going to finish up this, this year. I'm going to call it a day for today. The American Standard Version, it says, wranglings of men corrupted in the mind. They're wrangling. They're wrestling with you. That, that they can come up with every reason of how, because they got riches, or because they're gaining how the most is with them, he's not with you. Wranglings of men corrupted in mind and bereft of the truth, supposing that godliness is a way of gain. That it uses that because I'm gaining, God must be with me. I guess the question I'll ask you: What God? Which God is with you? Because that's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's not the God of the Bible. All right. We're looking at the same verse in from the Bible in basic English. When we look at First Timothy chapter six, verse five, from the Bible in basic English, it says, "Bitter talk." Of men who being evil in mind and dead to what is true, take the faith to be a way of making profit. We'll read the Bible, the, the Beeman Study Bible. We'll read the Beeman Study Bible. It says, and constant friction between men of depraved mind who are devoid of the truth 
These men regard godliness as a means of gain. Consecration between men of depraved minds who are devoid of the truth. These men regard godliness as a means of gain. When we look at the Common English Version Bible, the Common English Version Bible, it says, and nasty quarrels, they have wicked minds and are missed out on the truth. These people think religion is, is supposed to make you rich. Mm-hmm. From the Darby Study Bible, the Darby Study Bible says, again, constant quarrelings of men corrupted in mind and destitute of the truth, holding gain to be the end of piety. That if, you, if, you're, if, if God is with you, then you should be gaining more. That means God's with you. Uh, from the DRB, uh, from the DRB, this is the, um, the Dure-Reims Bible. It says, conflicts of men corrupted in mind and who are destitute of the truth, supposing gain to be godliness. Okay, we got it before. Um, from the English study version, the English standard version, the English standard version, it says, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth Imagining that godliness is a means of gain. And in the Good News Bible, from the Good News Bible, first, first Timothy chapter 6, verse 5, and constant arguments from people whose minds do not function and who no longer have the truth. They think that Religion is a way to become rich. From the International Standard Version, it says, an insistent conflict between people who are depraved in mind and deprived of truth. They think that godliness is a way to make a profit. From the JMMT, the James Madison New Testament, or the John Matthews, I forget. It says, altercations and mutual irritations from throughout rubbing against equals the friction with people being folks having been utterly spoiled, ruined, corrupted, perished in the mind, have lost their wits, and have and having been depraved, deprived from the truth, or defrauded of reality. Folks continually prescribing it, a customary law, inferring, providing or procuring, acquiring or furnishing and supplying to one's self. Capital financial gain to be the reference, the standing in awe of wellness, adoration, the virtuous conduct in true uh, relation to God or devoutness. 
Wow. From the Jubilee Bible, perverse disputes of men are corrupt understanding and destitute of the truth, using piety as a, a source of gain. From such, withdraw thyself. From the literal trans- translation of the Bible, meddling of men whose mind has been corrupted and depraved of the truth, supposing gain to be corrupted. <sighs> but it's just, I'm going to end this with that right there. All right, let, let me kind of go back through this here. This, who? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to post this on Facebook right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to post this on Facebook right now. Um, let me get this real quick. Whew. I've noticed that as I post a lot more of these scriptures like this on my Facebook page, I get less and less people giving me likes. (laughs) 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 Is it making me laugh? Because I'm looking for likes. I'm looking to see who's checking me out, who's looking at it, who's seeing it, right? I, I admit, you know, uh, that's not looking for clickbait, but I'm going to see like, who might be checking it out and, and seeing it. <laughs> but what I've really, truly noticed is that as I keep putting these scriptures up like this, where it's just the Bible, where I'm just putting up scriptures, I'm not giving my, 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 my opinion. I'm not, I'm not making something witty. I'm not, I'm not you know, make, making it... Uh, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just posting scripture. I get less and less likes. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in. And 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 uh if you if you if you listen to the show live, uh thank you for for for, for enduring uh things I, I was bringing out. Um and hopefully, uh, the beloved um, Kazapah will be back uh, next Thursday and uh, this, this coming Tuesday uh, to, to continue everybody's edification and, and, and understanding uh, in some of the things he's bringing out uh, just to help out, just to help out on this journey of us getting back to the most high and doing things right. Uh, with today being Thursday, today being Thursday, uh, we invite you to uh, please go on Facebook, uh, to uh, Facebook Live. And check out the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge uh, with the Brother Kizakia and the crew coming out of Northern Virginia tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you uh, check them out, check that class out live. Uh, and then, of course, you know, um, 
You can also go to on uh, YouTube to ISBHPK Rochester. Go on YouTube to ISBHPK Rochester on YouTube. And their classes started from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. as well. Uh, coming from Free Zionala uh, up there in, um, in Rochester. Uh, please check them out. And uh, check, out with, check back in with us tomorrow uh, for Friday Night Bible Breakdowns uh, with the Brother Badabad. All right? So for ISBHPK Bible Talk, my name is Mishaba, and I would like to say Shalom. Shema Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one.